Closet Conversations. We are within the closet. Welcome to it, A-teamers. Make sure no kids are around, no one who's sensitive. So is listening so you and I can have that conversation. Eh? It's going to be a bit of an uncomfortable one, but one that can lead to great things in the bedroom. I hope that you are willing to share your experiences, ask your questions so that we can have this conversation. We are joined this evening by Nicole Dutoit, who's a sex coach and educator and a counsellor. She's based in Cape Town, but uh, available worldwide. Uh, We are talking painful intercourse. Nicole, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. Good evening. Thanks so much for having me. So this evening, we're not having such a a beautiful conversation, but it's going to become beautiful when we have a better understanding, right? It's uh, apparently about 75% of female population at some point in their lives end up experiencing gentile pain during intercourse. Why? Such a high number. Why? Uh, the reasons for pain during intercourse are so many and varied, uh, ranging from you know something that might be physiologically wrong, so you know there might be a growth or something, to having an STD or an infection. Um, sometimes a lot of women struggle with vaginismus, which we can probably get into a little bit later. So there are a lot of reasons that sex can be painful, but I think a good rule is that it shouldn't be painful. So, you know, like you said, 75% of women experience painful sex at some point. So it does happen, but it's not something that should be happening on the regular. So if you're having, you know, pain during intercourse, then it's something that you should speak to somebody about. It's got a term as well. Um, the medical term, I don't think I'll be able to pronounce, but you might help us. So, Dyspareunia. Uh, wh- say it again, please. <laughs> Dyspareunia. Dyspareunia. It sounds painful. <laughs> it sounds painful. <laughs> okay, so the definition of dyspareunia, can you give that to us? Does it have a specific definition? Because um, one would say, oh, look, I was having a bit of thrush and I still had sex, so that was painful. Or I had sex while I was on my period, because some people do that, so that was painful. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Um, it can be. So dyspareunia is just a, a broad term that means genital pain as a result of intercourse. So that can be, you know, that could be pain if you're a female, pain in your vulva, in your labia, inside your vagina, in your cervix, anywhere to do with your genitals as a result of intercourse. So it might only be after intercourse that you actually experience the pain because that's what happens with some women. They have sex and then only, you know, maybe half an hour later, they'll start experiencing pain somewhere. So dyspareunia is the broad medical term for my genitals are hurting. <laughs> Help me. Mm. Um, and then it does get narrowed down a bit. So, you know, from that, then you go narrow it down to just the vulva. So that's the exterior aspect of your genitals, if you're a female, and that's vulvodynia. And that's where, you know, a lot of women experience clitoral pain 
or sometimes you might get a cyst or something like that that can cause that vulvodynia so dynia is your your pain side there and then you get more internal and that's where you're looking at things like vaginismus which is a involuntary contracting of the vaginal walls so that basically penetration can be impossible with some people or it's incredibly painful oh man you know just speaking about it i i i, I my heart goes out to all that have ever experienced um pain no, but during there is hope. Sex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we'll get to we'll get to the hope but i mean you know when you're about to engage in sex nicole um, mm. you're doing it from a mental place from an emotional place and then you want the physical place to be coherent and you want to enjoy this. And then all of a sudden, yeah. you know, then this. So that's why my heart goes out to them. It abruptly, um, you know, stops what you were anticipating to, to achieve. Uh, and that's a connection with your partner and uh, hopefully an orgasm as well. Is there a parallel to painful sex for men? Because now you've mentioned uh, women, mm. but do men also experience painful sex? Men can experience painful sex for sure, not nearly on the number of ooh, terrible English, not nearly at the frequency that women do. Um, so you can say dyspareunia also applies to men because it's just genitals, you know, in general. Um, and with men, that's usually something to do with maybe they've had a damage to their penis. Um, if they find that their testicles are very sore, then mm -hmm. definitely they actually do need to go get that checked because it could be a blocked duct um, or a nerve that's giving an issue or potentially a prostate issue, not to be, you know, someone who's saying like, oh my goodness, it's the worst of the worst. But, you know, sex should never be painful for a man. So definitely need to go get checked. And also, again, STDs, infections, all these things can make things very unpleasant for both partners. A-teamers, we're in conversation with Nicole Detroit, who's a sex coach, educator, and a counsellor. We're talking about painful intercourse. Have you experienced it? Um, do you have questions? Are you currently experiencing it? What is it that you would like to know around um, this condition for your partner, for yourself? Perhaps you've gone through it and you got treatment. You can give others hope. Uh, please do let us know. Our WhatsApp number is 0614104107. Or you can send us SMSs on 41391. We're also open to take your calls on 086-000-2032. Nicole, you were speaking about uh, vaginal... Well, vaginismus. <laughs> I can't say these words. They're painful to say. So you said you'll, you'll go through it uh, and explain yeah. to us what it is. Yes, so vaginismus is one of the main things that a lot of women come to me for when they're experiencing painful sex. And it's where the muscles in your vagina are contracting involuntarily so if you imagine if we hear a lot about these kegel exercises of like you know keep things nice and tight um for women suffering from vaginismus it's always tight and some people might be thinking oh you know that's a that good thing. Sound really nice. 
but it's actually two times. And what happens is that it can stop you from voiding your bladder properly. So a lot of women with vaginismus, they'll go to the bathroom, you know, and then as they start to relax and they feel the need to go to the bathroom again, because that th those pelvic floor muscles are so tight that they're not allowing things to relax. So they end up having um, bowel issues and bladder issues, and not to mention that sex is very painful. Um, <clears throat> it's often a burning sensation that they have if their partner is able to penetrate. For some women, you know, um, not even a finger can penetrate, it's so tight. And that's where you come someone like me, I deal with the more psychological aspect of, you know, what's going on and also going to a gynae and a pelvic floor physiotherapist and they actually do manual releases. So much like a physiotherapist will release knots from your shoulders, a pelvic floor physio does that for your pelvic floor. And I mean, this is something that I had to do myself. So I speak from experience when I say like vaginismus is not fun, um, but it does get better and sex shouldn't burn or hurt when you're having it. It should be, actually be pleasurable. What causes it? It's different for some people for the, I, I can't quote research on this, but in my experience, mm -hmm. Um, the, most of the people that I'm working with, it's people coming from con conservative backgrounds. And then there's this cognitive dissonance that happens where your brain is telling you sex is fun and good and it's okay. But because you've been raised in an environment that has been telling you sex is bad your whole life, then no one tells your body that it's okay to have sex. So your body basically goes into defense mode and tightens everything. And then sex ends up being a rather unpleasant experience. And what happens from then is the next time you go to have sex, you're remembering that it was painful. So your body tightens even more because it doesn't want to go through pain. So, sure. you know, your knees voluntarily are closing and you're like, I don't want this. And so it continues. So very often people coming from um, very religious backgrounds, that's something that I work with quite a lot. And for some people, it's also, they may have had um, an infection at some stage and that caused the tightening of the pelvic floor. And others, there may be, to a far lesser degree with these people, um, something more physiological that's going on. So there could be a shortened tendon or something, you know, somewhere else, and your pelvic floor has compensated for that. Their bodies are so amazingly intricate. So um, if there's an overcompensation somewhere, then, you know, that needs to be dealt with. And that's where the pelvic physios just do like miracle work where they get to rebalance the body.
Let's go to a voice note. A-teamers, remember that you can join in on this conversation. Share your experiences, um, share tips and advice, ask your questions. We're talking painful intercourse. I know some are impatient with their partners and feel that their partners, they're just lying. There's no truth in it. You know, you're just avoiding having intercourse with me. Every night you say it's painful. Um, You just don't love me anymore. And maybe that's been your experience and you want to talk about it. And maybe you also want to uh, get advice on what to do. We've got a sex coach and educator and counselor with us, Nicole Detroit. The number for WhatsApp is 0614-104107. You can also call in on 86 2032 SMSs go to 41391. Let's go to a voice note. Hi, SFM. Listening to your show regarding the part of where uh, can men experience painful sex, I um, just wanted to ask the lady there, um, your presenter, ma'am. Um, there's times when I, me and my partner, when I'm done, uh, when the sexual intercourse is done, I would have, it's like burns. It's like uh, you see when you fall and you scratch your knee. That's what I will get around my penis, penis head, or anywhere close by to it. And I just wanted to find out what is the cause of that because, I'm, yeah, we do use lubricant, but at times, um, I think somewhere in high school, I find I found out that there's an issue with acids and everything like that. Maybe if you can help me with that, thank you. All right, uh, that question. Thank you very much for it, uh, for being open with us, Atima. Nicole? Yeah, that's a, a really good question. Look, it sounds like uh, potentially a friction issue there. So like the, the voice note lever mentioned using a lubricant, uh, you may need to look at changing the kind of lubricant that you're using. If you're using a water-based one, you may want to look at switching to a silicone-based one simply because they last longer um, and they give a bit more coverage and help with that friction. And try just to, you know, it'll be a bit of a trial and error. If you're someone who has sex more like a bunny rabbit where it's like super rapid, try slowing it down and seeing if that actually helps. Um, because it it could also just be the level of friction that you're giving. If you are using a silicone lubricant, just bear in mind silicone and condoms don't work well together. It does destroy condoms. So bear that in mind. Um, barring that, I would then, you know, if adding a lubricant isn't working and then checking for you know, minor tears that may be there. It could be that when you're erect, the tension in the in your penis is actually stretching the skin so that it's uncomfortable. So you might want to, you know, use something like um, coconut oil just to help on a daily basis stretch the skin, you know, help the skin stretch a bit. It's like when you smile in the middle of winter and your lips crack, same kind of thing. So making sure that the skin is nice and supple. And if that isn't working, then definitely go to your GP, um, so just your local doctor or clinic, and just mention to them, like, this is what's going on, and they may be able to give some more advice and just check that there's nothing else going on there. There's no 
minor infection that's happening that you know it could just be repeating itself because if you're especially if you're with the same partner Here's another comment. It's from Donald in Rustenburg who says, Good evening, Patricia and all A-teamers. Painful sex mostly occurs when the woman's vagina is dry. As a man, you can feel that harsh friction. And that's where I think lubricant comes in. Indeed. So, lubricant. I am... Everyone, no matter what age you are, you should have lubricant in your bedroom, just in case because sometimes our bodies don't play along with us. And also making sure that there is enough foreplay and that um, this is a very general rule. We see some people, it's different and it won't work for them. But yeah, in the lead up to intercourse, also it helps to give the woman enough time. We We do take longer for our genitals to actually be ready for sex than men do you know we might be super you know physically we might be like yeah let's do this but if our genitals aren't ready let's give them a little bit more time they'll get there but lubricant definitely is needed if you can feel that she's dry don't penetrate just find the lubricant and also, like you were saying earlier, it needs to be the correct lubricant. You can't just, you know, um, if you, it's not treating you well and if you're using a condom, use specific ones. So we, how do we mm. test what lubricant works for us? Look, the general rule is if you're using condoms, then use a water-based lubricant because those are safe to use with condoms. Anything else will erode the condom and it can lead to failure. As far as the other lubricants go, um, silicone lubricant, you get combination ones, which are quite nice. And then the pure silicone ones, they're a bit, some people don't like them because they're a bit more sticky, but they do last long and they actually leave quite a nice silky feeling. So if you rub it on your hand, it feels silky for a long time. And that's the effect of that silicone. Mm. Um, So those are the, you know, the two broad categories that all lubricants fall into. And then you get the flavored ones and the ones that, you know, heat up and create all different kinds of sensations. With those ones, you do want to check with your partner before you use those with them. So, for example, some of them, you know, are strawberry flavored. If someone has an allergy to strawberries, you don't want to use that lubricant. Or if someone's quite sensitive to acid, when acid-based things, that lubricant's going to actually burn them. It's not going to feel nice. So little things like that, just being aware that, you know, your partner's body might not react the same way your one does. So strawberries might smell delicious, but end up burning if you're putting it inside of your partner and if you want to test if you you know are using one of these fun warming soothing heating tingling sensation ones if you want to test and see like well is this going to hurt me without actually putting it on your genitals you can just take a little bit and rub it on the inside of your cheek in your mouth because that's the same skin basically as the inside of the vagina, it feel, it's very similar. So you can just rub it on the inside of your mouth and that'll let you know if you might have a reaction to it that would be 
less than favorable in uh-huh. your vagina. All right. At least now we know how to test um, a lubricant. Here's a question from an anonymous A-teamer. If you say silicon lubricants are better than water-based lubricants, but not okay with condoms, do you suggest not using? Um, so I'm so assuming he's asking, the, do you suggest that when a person is using the silicon uh, lubricant, um, should then, they not use a condom then? You know what? Use... I use condoms all the time. If you don't want to fall pregnant or, you know, create a child and you don't want to, you're not with a long-term monogamous partner and you're not certain that they are clear of any STDs or STIs, use a condom, even if you're using a silicone lubricant. So if you're using a silicone lubricant with a condom, it's not going to make the condom melt, you know, and fall apart inside of someone. It's not that bad. It just it's going to increase the risk of the condom breaking. That's why we always say use a water-based lubricant if you're using a condom because it's safer. We don't want to, you know, decrease the effectiveness of condoms. But always use condoms unless you, you know, are with a long-term monogamous partner who's clear of everything and you've agreed not to use them. Condoms are a win. Let's take a quick break. We're going to come back. I see your messages and voice notes, A-teamers. Uh, keep sending. We're talking painful sex, some tips and advice on how to navigate this. 614 That's our WhatsApp number. This part of the program is not suitable for sensitive listeners and for anyone under the age of 18. Note that the views expressed on this show are not that of the station or the presenter. My pain is that I'm a wanker and it makes me feel down because I feel like maybe I'm being unfair to the women that I'm imagining because <clears throat> I don't know what women want. <laughs> I don't know if you can help me with this. All right, Atima, I'm not really sure how this one got on air because <laughs> uh, that's not a pain. That's, uh, well, I'm not a sex coach. Let me allow well, Nicole to weigh in. Pain. Yeah, it's not a pain. We're talking about physical pain in intercourse. And you're feeling sorry for women that you're imagining, and not for yourself. Why feel sorry for people who don't even have a clue what you do when you're in your closet? Nicole, please take this one. I'm perplexed. <laughs> Um, look, if you are feeling any kind of guilt around what you're imagining, um, you can change it. It's it's that simple. So if you are, maybe it's for the person who left the voice note, if you're imagining women that you know and you feel like maybe it's being a bit disrespectful to them to be imagining them in various scenarios, then um, then you can change it to... You know, see if you can imagine some someone or a different scenario and if, you know, if that works. Fantasy is not wrong. Um, you know, it's, it's not cheating. It's, it's just our imaginations going wild. So if you're doing that while you're masturbating, that's fine. If you're taking it into more the real world and then you're seeing them and imagining them in that moment, save it for the spank bank later. 
um, you know, try and keep those worlds a bit separate, but don't, don't feel bad. And you can always change the narrative in your mind. So if you get those thoughts and you don't really want them, just choose, you know, have another scenario that you can make up that you can use as your fallback one and see if that helps. And an I hope that helps. You. Yeah. And an intima like this is an intima that, uh, um, could possibly require a sex coach, right? To educate them through this journey. Yeah. Um, so definitely, if it is something that he's struggling with, um, then reach out to a coach or an educator that's um, available for you. And they can, you know, work with you more closely, find out a bit more detail about exactly what it is you're struggling with. And then it's either going to be helping you create those new narratives or working with what you already have in a more healthy way. Here's uh, another uh, question from Anonymous. He says, uh, when I started having sex in my 20s, I used to feel a sharp pain between my legs on uh, strongly ejaculating, but it's disappeared since then. What could it have been and is it a cause for concern? Um, look, if it's gone away, no, not a cause for concern. What it could have been, particularly if, you know, as you were younger then, um, and so in your 20s, most men are, are very, um, have very strong cause. So it may have just been that as you ejaculated, because you were ejaculating with a lot of force and a lot of strength, um, your your pelvic floor tightened a little bit over tightened a little bit and then it can create that sense of a sharp um like a stabbing pain uh it shouldn't last very long it should be quite passing and then if it between your legs and it's you know you're looking at your prostate that kind of area so it would just have been getting a bit squished and then relaxing and then as you get older your pelvic floor um probably lost a little bit of the tone which is good in this case. And so it's not as painful anymore. Okay. Uh, this one's quite a long one, but uh, let's read it. It says, hi, sis Pat. Mostly when it comes to women, it's always about the mental thing. My girlfriend always had that problem, but the last time we were intimate, I tried something different. I kept on telling her how much I loved her while we were doing it. And uh, surprisingly, after she actually told me this time, I didn't feel any pain at all. She dries up quickly. And uh, we were at uh, the point that we actually dis uh, discussed about buying lubricant. But I kept talking to her and making her feel loved and wanted. So I think for many of these women, it's mostly about stimulating the mind of your partner. I'm glad that uh, we didn't buy lubricant before trying something different. I say no to lubricant. Let's talk to our partners and make them feel loved and cared for while we make love. It's about mental stimulation. Is it always the case? Mental stimulation only? Sorry, I'm just thinking through the best way to answer this. I'm like, yes and no. So mental stimulation and feeling secure and safe is very important for women. Um, so, and I think this is a really good example of that. So his partner, she obviously 
got to that point of with the continued I love yous, getting to that space of feeling safe. Because when women have sex, it is very vulnerable for us. We're literally allowing somebody inside of our bodies. So if there's any part of us that's not feeling empowered and safe, we're not going to enjoy it as much as we could. And that can obviously then result in dryness or tightening of a muscle. Um, but I do think it's a good thing to have lubricant on hand, even if you are doing that mental stimulation, that creating that safe environment. And the reason is that sometimes, and we don't know why this happens, it happens to men and women, our bodies don't do what they're supposed to be doing in the moment. So for men, you know, they may be incredibly aroused, but unable to achieve an erection. They don't know why, it just happens. And same thing for women, she may be incredibly aroused and, you know, into it and feeling safe and feeling loved, but she's dry. In that case, having a lubricant on hand will be really helpful because then you have it there in the moment, particularly for women who are post-menopausal because their sex drive is still fairly high, but getting lubricated is quite difficult because of the drop in estrogen. So that's where lubricant comes in because it's all about estrogen for us and how that plays a part as well. Another one here says, hello, Patricia and your guest. I'm Jacob. Like the previous caller, I get some burn injury on my penis and it causes me to lose pleasure and my partner gets bored. Well, I found out it was pubic hairs. My partner is not into shaving and I shave my pubic area. Hey, boy. All right. So are these pubic hairs inside the vulva? Because the head of the penis gets inside. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just thinking. Where are these? I'm also thinking are... through the logistics of that one. So what I'm assuming is because for the a number of women, the pubic hair grows on the inside of the outer labia, so it kind of like goes in. So if they were slightly longer, it could have been getting in there, or you know, if during intercourse the penis is coming quite far out and rubbing against the hair and then going in, um, or even if there was a lot of like dry humping beforehand so there's that friction against the penis it can create like those micro abrasions anyone who's had a facial you'll probably have heard of microderm abrasion similar feeling of just that tiny little abrasions on the penis that can then create a burning sensation um once penetration happens so yes pubic hair it can be a factor especially if someone has you know been shaving or waxing for example and then it's starting to grow back and it's that like stubble you don't really want to be rubbing your penis up and down on that and then putting it inside someone's vagina that's it's not going to feel pleasant for you it's going to be quite painful because the vagina is acidic and you've already created these little scratches now um so that's a really interesting one so yeah pubic hair it's, it's not one that often comes up as a reason for pain um but definitely worth considering if it is something that's more of a burn or like a scratchy sensation than anything else and here's another one hi patricia find out from your guest what at what age does the penis stop growing mm. good question 
Um, the end of puberty. So whenever puberty ends for that particular person. So we're looking at around 23 to 25 for most men. That's you've peaked uh, basically when you stop growing height, um, your penis will stop growing. Um, because of how our bodies age, you know, as you get older, proportions can look different. Um, but the penis, yeah, it stopped growing when you basically stop puberty. That's that's when you've reached your maximum. Okay, so if, if you are 26 <laughs> and you're you still hoping for growth, forget it. <laughs> yeah, um, like and another, enjoy what you've got enjoy, and and learn how to use your tools brothers so important just like the ladies right learn how to use your tools here's here's a, a, another one it says hi sis pat i have pain on my screw tims i'm, I'm actually changing the wording because some of the wording is very raw and i've got pain on my okay. screw tim and i've also got rash so what could this be and what can help this A-teamer? Um, I wouldn't want to speculate without being able to, you know, get a better sense of things. It could be a number of different things, particularly when it comes to rash. It could be anything from a heat rash to infection to, you know, chafing. So my advice to that A-teamer is just, Go go get a checkup with your doctor. Uh, rather always with anything to do with with rashes and that kind of stuff. Rather be safe than sorry. Um, yeah. Okay. This one says because I'm just yeah. thinking the list of what it could be is so long that I think I wouldn't. Yeah, I think you're yeah. right. Go to a medical practitioner clinic, any facility, and get checked. You can't do it telephonically. And I think people should not be scared, especially men should not be scared to check these things out uh, because yeah, you never and know I can also how bad it can you, be. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing that doctors haven't seen in their lives. So just go. <laughs> be just be go. brave. Just go and be brave. <laughs> All right. Um, I think we need to wrap up now. Uh, Nicole, please give us how we can get in touch with you as a sex coach and sex educator. Okay. You can, my website is Nicole Dutoy Sex Ed. It's a long one, but a simple one. And then you can also uh, follow me and contact me via my socials at sexually well. All of them are sexually well no matter where you're looking. And then again, the website is Nicole Dutoy Sex Ed. Simple as that. Always such a great pleasure. Thank you for helping us navigate these issues. I wanted us to get into treatment options, but time won't allow us um, because we've connected via Zoom. So hopefully we'll have another conversation like this in the near future. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Thanks so much. And thanks for, to all the listeners for sending through their questions. It was great. A-teamers, maybe let me read some of your messages because we still have time. It's just that we were being cut down by the Zoom um, connection that we have. Um, okay, Ben, is she going to cut or not? Oh, no. No, Ben, let's just Yeah, I think it. I'll cut. Yeah, Ben, she's <laughs> going to cut. Ben, please, you're confusing me tonight. Don't do this. Don't do this. Nicole, love you lots. The questions are there. I'm going to read them um, just for A-teamers to know. But we're going to, see, we disconnected just now. So let's just leave it at that. Um, 
Hi, Patricia. May I kindly remain anonymous? What I'd like to ask is me and my partner. We have dated almost two years and we're both loyal to one another. What I don't get is when we start dating, we use protection for quite some time while and when time went on, we started having unprotected sex and I started having painful pains when I urinate burning um, of urination on the tip of my penis. And I got scared because I think I might have catched an STI, but I quickly attended the clinic facility and I got some help. I was given the medication and now I'm healing. I'm scared now for having sex. I can't go back there. I'm scared. This is what you need. You need a, a sex coach, a sex educator, a teamer, because it, it doesn't help being scared. And I think in the future, when you get into a relationship, as much as you might be in love and in lust and everything is going well, uh, you and your partner should go get tested for STIs and any infections before embarking on unprotected sex. And when you are getting treated, go get treated with your partner. It makes no sense to still be in the relationship. Get treated by yourself and your partner is not treated. Yeah. So, yeah, fear is not going to help you. Get in touch with a, a sex coach, um, such as our guest, Nicole Detroit. They can help you. Another one here says, hi, sis Patricia, the size of peanuts is not a problem. Uh, are you saying penis or peanuts, A-teamer? Okay, I'll read what you said and let's try and decipher. Guys must know how to use your peanut. <laughs> What's going on? Are you confusing me or is George in Mafaranana village in Sanin confusing me to many peanuts? Okay, I'll read it again. I'll try and keep a straight face. It says, the size of... <laughs> I can't. Hi, Patrick, let's go to a short break. 